Hi, I'm Kelly Shan and this is my podcast, Life Journey. I hope you find some inspiration and happiness for your own life in the words and experience from my guests. This episode of Life Journey is proudly brought to you by The Right Mind. The Right Mind is a boutique and personalised leadership development company. It has provided transformational change to thousands of individuals and their organisations. TRM is now offering their collective knowledge from their leadership and organisational programs as part of their virtual Anywhere, Anytime online programs. They are proud to support personal stories that inspire and challenge each of us to be the best version of ourselves. What would life be like if you only knew cancer? As a child and then growing into adulthood, what would your outlook be? In 2016, as part of a Year 12 assignment at Rockhampton Grammar School, students were asked to write a piece on how their lives had been affected through movies they'd watched. Will Wright's essay was remarkable in that it opened up for his family and friends his attitude towards his lot in life. Hakuna Matata explains how Will has dealt with 84 surgeries in the first 21 years of his life in a positive way. Will was just two and a half years old when he was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukaemia. So Will, thank you for sharing your wise counsel with me today. I've been really looking forward to chatting with you. Um, I just wanted firstly to read out the first couple of sentences from yep. Lacuna Matata. Um, so as a child with leukaemia, I have come as close to death as most people could imagine. I am also one of the very few who can say I'm better because of it. So that's a pretty big statement. <laughs> but Will, I just want to ask you about your childhood firstly. Mm. Did you often look at other kids that had a so-called normal life mm. and wish that you were them? Or did you just get on with it and think, well, this is my normal or not know, not notice any difference? Um, for some, I guess for a kid in my position, there were days that when I was bored, I may have contemplated it, but realistically, I couldn't do much to change the, my situation, so I just treated it like it was normal because it was the only way to... Well, you didn't know any different, didn't did know, you? No, because you were, not at all. And I, I grew up with kids at that time in the same hospital going through the same thing with me, so I saw many kids going through the same circumstances I was in. I just took it as a normal, normal thing for me at that stage. And as I said, I may have contemplated it having having certain things, maybe little things, that I'd like if I wasn't crook, I guess, but only when I was bored or had nothing good to do. Mm. But otherwise, I think I just, it was in an environment that it was very normal and I grew up around people that, yeah, it was just the normal circumstances. I didn't treat it any differently. Because you spent like a lot of Christmases and birthdays and yes. in hospital. Mm. Did you start school in hospital? Yes, I went to... Um, they have a hospital school downstairs which a lot of the um, young patients can go to and their, and their sort of siblings they can go to and it was all very very close-knit sort of family everyone knew everyone because everyone only lives down the hall sort of thing and and a lot of it was once again brought up sitting around with a teacher reading books building and the the old kitchen used to um, bring in all this scrap tins and eggshell cartons and throw it in a big tub and say and every week we'd come in and just have at it and build and they say the subject for this week is animals so you'd put all the 
you grab whatever out of it and you make animals. So, and I always seem to have the most vivid imagination doing cows and cow, cows and horses <laughs> and dogs and chooks and crocodiles and all sorts of things, wanting to go home and and then spending the rest of the day reading books and playing with all the other kids and then going back to the room. So yeah, we had we had it was and once again it was very normal. I, it's not like I didn't go to school like normal kids. I went to school just like every other person. So once again, it just felt normal to me. I was with other kids my age going through the same thing. Yeah going through a school for kids in my circumstances so it was just a very normal thing for me at that stage. So well I've, I've read Hakuna Matata and your other piece that um, your dad kindly shared with me yep. um, of Will, of Walton Tolkien yep. and reading about your take on life it's very simplistic but that simplicity comes from a really profound um, insight so do you think that's something you've always had or have you learned to look more deeply at things about life um i guess it's a combination of things being brought up on the land most country people are sim simplistic folk mm. they're very wholesome in the fact that they love hard work but family and the simple things in life are very cherished to them it's because there's only so much out here on the land that you can have and you can spend time that's value to us is completely different value to someone that lives in in a city or a yeah. town and i guess going through my circumstances that was became more com complex and more more sophisticated as i grew up but i think it was a bit of a combination of my circumstances and way I was brought up on the land and the sort of envi family environment I was brought up in so. And well I I mean there's so much in your writings that I could I could spend all day talking to you about but I've picked out a few things particularly that stood out to me and um, this is one of them. Um, so when my parents asked me things like are you okay are you scared or um, I simply answered them, hey, Akuna Matata, with a quiet smile and calm indifference. Not because it was cool or it made me feel good about myself, but because it was the truth. So in lots of, I think it's human nature to protect our family against, you know, them seeing us go through pain. But in your case, you wanted to protect them, but it was the truth too, because yep. you 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 did. You were rocks. You, you're rock solid. You have a peace and calm about you in amongst all the turmoil. So, how do you know even how you do that? I don't know how I did it. I guess it just comes with the fact that maturity comes with experience, and I had a fair bit of experience at the time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The other. Thing that really stands out to me across all of them um, and I'll just find it here it's about choice so we all have that choice in life to either dwell on the things we can't change or to use the time we're given and enjoy the good times that are ahead so how does choice the choices we make how can they make our lives better I guess there I make it sound easy to make just, just to say oh, I just make the choice I'll live a happier life it's all easy happy days but it is hard sometimes when you go through the tough times to just simply wake up and make it make those choices but if everything was easy nothing would get everything 
nothing would get done in this world if everything was easy. Sometimes the hardest choices have just got to be made and if you're willing to sort of be brave enough to make those choices, you'll find that either you'll make yourself happier or you'll make the ones around you happier as well or, or both hopefully. Mm. And it just comes down to the fact that sometimes you just got to be brave enough to make the choice just to say, no, I'm not going to do live like that. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to get up in the morning and drink a cup of tea and watch the sun come up because it's what I want to do. I don't want to sit and, and feel sorry about myself, I guess. Mm. So um, how does, you know, we were talking before about having getting up and ha especially for you being on the land and having something to get up for and look forward to every day how mm. important is that in, oh, in making that choice to be happy oh i find it exceptionally important but i'm a bit mad if i don't keep busy i like having working with my hands and being outdoors and keeping both being physically active and actual being mentally active where whereas that's whether that be reading a book or fencing or chasing cows or going for a walk, anything mm. really, but just being able to get up in the morning and make something with your hands and find something to do is just gold to me, just finding something I can get up in the morning and be passionate about and keep me busy basically and that I think is it could contribute to what how it keeps me going just so being able to wake up and do stuff having something to mm. fill your life with yeah 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 and well what other stories um which we've talked about um hakuna uh, sorry lion king <laughs> and um to, uh, lord of the rings mm. which you wrote about in the, your second piece so what other stories have inspired you what have you seen in other stories that most of the the population miss oh there are many <laughs> um yeah it's very hard i i watch a lot of movies and i have a bookcase at home with a drawer full to the brim with dvds and movies that i've watched over many years yeah and deep down i'd say a lot of the messages and stuff that i've learned over the years have been filed away but it's as as I, I'm a bit funny in the fact that I don't just sit down and watch a movie just to let t time pass by. I tend to watch movies because I feel as though I'll get something out of it. Yeah. I'll take some. It might be a cracker movie, and I'll enjoy sitting around with the family and eating popcorn and yeah. having snacks. But I find that I I enjoy a movie that has a meaning or an ideal at the end of it that you can sort of take away and you not feel good about yourself about but it's it's interesting to watch a film or read a book and come away thinking differently and I guess it's I, I couldn't give you the amount of movies I've watched and I've come away with something but yeah I just I tend to think about the activities I do in like movies and books yeah. a bit differently to other people I guess yeah well I know after like we as a family we watched The Lion King you know right from when our kids were little <laughs> But after reading your piece, uh, Hakuna Matata, and mm. then we watched it again, it was amazing how mm. that, pro that what you wrote, opened up that movie for all of 
us mm. and um you know we were sitting there saying oh that's what will meant that's <laughs> what he said there and it was um really really interesting to have your perspective on it so i was really grateful mm. to have been able to read that yeah. and mm. then watch the movie again mm. like i love watching my films and reading books but i never really thought about thought much of the stories that I wrote I did for a bit of fun and or for or for a good market school but yeah. I'm finding I don't really like the credit I'm getting for the stories I've, I've been writing but what I am enjoying is the fact that people are looking at the same thing I'm looking at and actually getting something and viewing life a bit differently or viewing just even a film or anything in their life just a bit differently and I'm, I'm finding I'm enjoying that a bit more less so than being actually in the spotlight and people actually reading my stories but more so the fact that I've been told that it is helping people and people are enjoying them and if I know that people are enjoying them I'll, it makes me happy but otherwise I don't really want too much credit for them because yeah. it just I did it for a bit of fun more than anything I just I'm fi- I am finding I'm, in, I'm enjoying the fact that people are and liking them and enjoying them and taking something out of them but I've never really thought of them and will probably continue not to really think much of them either. So, yeah. It, well, if only you knew, I, <coughs> if you wrote more like like these two pieces and people read them, I honestly think there would be far less anxiety and a lot more happiness in the world because of your view and on how beautifully you write about life and, and how simple it can be if you take the worry out of out of the everyday. Um, I just wanted to ask you, you've completed one year of environmental science. Yes, yep. Yeah? So what, because you're on, the, on a place mm. in the beef industry, so what do you hope the environmental science degree will bring back to the beef industry? Um, I find that the course is not going to present me with anything like a flash job or take me places but more so it's just a an avenue to gain knowledge Mm -hmm. because it's as the days go by it's becoming a bigger and bigger part of what we do in agriculture and it is linked to agriculture but it's I find it important just to although some of it may not interest me it's all just more tools in the toolbox getting a knowledge base and learning how they they look at the world from their perspective and learning about everything from the tiniest rock to the biggest tree and stuff that there's very that I would walk around the paddock and my parents and my grandparents would talk about linking that to what a person would say in a lecture room about that that tree so and so and it's just a knowledge thing just being able to look I think it's important that people try and learn as much as they can even if it means that may not get them anywhere but it's just being able to get up and engage and and learn things even if it's a bit different I think is very important which is why I'm doing environmental science because it'll teach me many things about biology geography law science economics many different variety of things that are all very important and a part of agriculture in a sense and doesn't mean I, can't, I don't want to come home and chase cow because I don't think I'd do anything else. But yeah. I just realise that it's good to have a backing and a bit of a ground knowledge in other fields to fall back on and and, and apply at home and apply in, 
in the ag industry, I guess. Yeah, and mm. I guess, um, you know, running a business these days too, you mm. need to have a bit of um, business acumen and, and understand how things work too. So, mm. and um, your dad was telling me your goal is to end up at Marcus Oldham. Yeah, I'm hoping that by 2021 I'll be admitted to um, Marcus Oldham and do a two-year agribusiness degree at Marcus. And once again, I'm going to Marcus without a thought in my head. I want to go to, once again, learn as much as possible, meet as many industry people and peers from a variety of backgrounds and, mm. and industries and just learn. It's something that I really find makes me happy is sitting and sitting and talking to people and actually learning new things and knowing just knowing about the world around me yeah. which is the other reason why I like environmental science and the reason why I want to do agribusiness because I want to know about the business side of ag as well not just the growing the grass and and the growing of sort of animals and that's the reason why I want to go to Marcus as well yeah yeah great mm. and um, Will, what would you, what's, what do you think is the most important thing you would like to tell people about living a happier, simpler life? Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about things. Well, more specifically, don't worry about the things you can't control. Yep. And don't worry about the, I guess, the people in the world that are sort of not out to get you but make life hard mm -hmm. because the people that cared don't the people that cared you don't matter and the people that matter don't care yeah and I think it's very important just to make sure that you're happy and not to worry about things you can't control because if you're not happy it sort of flows on and, and you make life a lot harder for yourself by and the ones around you by sort of being unhappy and I think it's a lot easier to not worry about the things you can't control and just live life and be happy. Mm. Well that's <laughs> great advice and it's similar like I sometimes think you know we, we're not here for a long time so we might as well be happy while we're here. <laughs> yep we're not here for a long time we're just here for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Will, thank no, you very much. Most welcome. Awesome. Thanks for listening to my interview. If you'd like to hear more from Life Journey, subscribe to our podcast and we'll let you know when we have new interviews coming up.